As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The former Equifax CEO, Richard Smith, is facing the music in Congress, and Terry Moore reports. I deeply apologize. During a House hearing, Smith took full responsibility for Equifax's massive data breach. We know now that this criminal attack was made possible because of a combination of human error and technological error. New Mexico Democrat Ben Ray Lujan. It is unconscionable that Equifax failed so spectacularly to protect people's most sensitive personal data. Smith insisted that Equifax is committed to making things right. The breach compromised the personal information of an estimated 145 million people. Also going before the Senate today, former CEO of Wells Fargo, Timothy Sloan. You enabled this fake account scam, you got rich off it, and then you tried to cover it up. At best, you were incompetent. At worst, you were complicit. And either way, you should be fired. USA Radio News. Live from the 51 Radio Studios in Covington, Tennessee, it's Adam and Chad bringing you all the sports talk you can handle every Tuesday night at 8. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. Welcome in, welcome in, Adam and Chad. U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. Facebook Live. Got a good show going on for you today. Jeff Ireland will be in to talk about high school football. Giovanni Hernandez will be on to talk Major League Baseball's international uh, team with the JUCO Showcase coming to USA Stadium this weekend. We'll talk to him about that. Also, Nashville might be getting a Major League Soccer team. And college football, of course. Had a couple teams get, uh, well, they just got beat. (laughs) We'll talk about that. We'll make our picks for the next week. But first, we want to hear from you guys out there. Adam, tell them how to do that. That's right. You can catch us on Twitter, at AdamChadSports. You can catch us right here on Facebook Live every week. Uh, If you can't catch us live, the podcast will be available afterwards. And then you can also catch us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. And then if you want to give us a call, it's 901 Four seven five nine three five five, and we thank you for joining us. And we'll get ready and kick this show off the same way we do every week, except for my papers are okay. There we go. All right, got it now. All right, <laughs> the rundown. The rundown. 
In high school football, Fayette Ware beat Millington Central 29-9. Haywood beat Ripley 42-0. Munford beat Southwind 28-20. Oh, I forgot to switch the camera. There we go. <laughs> they get to see me. Bolton lost to uh, Kirby 54-12. Brighton beat Kingsbury 58-0. Arlington beat Bartlett 55-20. Fayette Academy beat Zion Christian 45-14. Tipton Rosemont lost to Davidson 56-9. And coming to beat Martin Westview 45-0. Memphis got handled by Central Florida 40-13 on Saturday. The Tigers try to bounce back Friday night against UConn in Hartford. Tennessee was shut out for the first time in nearly a quarter century by Georgia. 41-0 on Saturday. The balls are off this Saturday. In high school, the Tipton County Integrated Medicine Game of the Week will be Covenant taking on Ripley, starting with the Tyler Strong Shelter Insurance Coaches Show, 7 p.m. on Friday. That's the rundown. And uh, this past weekend of football, of course, like I said, Fayette Ware uh, was able to get the win over Millington. Fayette Ware's had a really up-and-down season this year and uh, just a lot of inconsistency. Millington hasn't been able to put it together yet. Uh, Fayette Ware gets the win there over Millington, 29-9. Haywood uh, beat Ripley 42 to nothing. Not unexpected. Haywood is uh, just on a different level from a lot of teams. And uh, Munford able to get the win over Southwind 28-20, which was maybe the most significant thing because Munford and Brighton competing for the top spot in Region 8-5A. Uh, they are now, especially Munford gets the win over Southwind. See, Munford has lost a region game. Brighton has not. But if Munford continues to win, then they play – Let's say they both went out until the last game of the year. Munford plays Brighton the last game of the year. What would happen then is those two would play, and the winner would win the region regardless because if Munford wins, they all got one loss, and Munford holds the tiebreaker. If Brighton wins, they're undefeated, so they – uh, and they are remain the only one undefeated at that point. So uh, it, it would uh, it, it's going to shape up to be a big game between Brighton and Munford for the playoffs. It does look, however, like they will both play their way. I don't think we had much doubt anyway. Well, we kind of doubted Brighton a little bit after the first couple of games. Yeah, but now yeah. now uh, we don't have much doubt. They'll both yeah. make it into the playoffs. Covington, of course, rolling their way into the playoffs. Uh, they Not that this was a region game. It wasn't. Right. But uh, they beat Martin Westview 45 to nothing. They just continue to put up uh, – you know, just great numbers, and they continue to shut out teams on team. I mean, they just their 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 defense is stepping up at the right time. Their offense is stepping up at the right time. Brock Lomax had a good game. Keyshawn Gant had a great game, and uh, it, it was it was impressive. Their win, not that it was it was expected, but they, they were still managed to be impressive in a win in a game they were supposed to win. Right, right. That's uh, and uh, speaking of uh, Mr. Gant, uh, we had our our um, player of the week everything coming up here in a little while y'all still have till nine o'clock to do your vote and everything right now it's uh the top two are getting kind of pretty close but we got some other in covenant you got some uh, uh making up to do here uh right now uh mr hankins from mumford is ahead and they got ethan Starnes behind him and then Keyshawn, and then mr tate from arlington so uh y'all can still vote you got a another almost you got 50 minutes here so but uh yeah he had a uh Keyshawn had a great game uh yeah, Mr. Hankins. He had a he played both sides of the ball. He had a great game also, and then uh, of course uh, Ethan out there, the kicker at Brighton. He had a, a a fantastic game too. And then of course Tate out there, at Arlington. He's he's been doing Take doing it all thing. year long. So. I mean, just crazy. And look, right. this time five of five. And and four of them were for touchdowns. Right, right. And, and it just a, a route of Bartlett, fifty-five to twenty. Uh, Bartlett's a team that's really 
I mean, really just gone down in the last right. few years. Uh, Them and Bolton. It's something ever since the school shifts with the county, it seems there's been a lot of. Of course, we know how that happens. You know, different players go different places because Cordova used to be. I think they're better now, but they went through a bad time since uh, once Memphis City took them over and then it kind of shifted around. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of good games. Uh, of course, uh, Tipton Rosemark didn't have a very good week. Uh, everybody that sees our page saw the scores. So, but you're playing a juggernaut from Nashville. I mean, it's kind of a, you know, Davidson is unreal. You're talking about these yeah, guys, yeah. these I mean, guys, this is a college athletes across the right, board right. on there. But, um, you know, they, they did score. They didn't get shut out. That's, you know, that's, I mean, I guess that's a, <laughs> a win side of it, but and they've been shutting people out and they can say, well, at least we didn't get, you know, you kind of have to learn from it and move on. You did play a team. You got outmatched. I remember when I was in high school, we, the teams beat us you know 68 to 7 and mess like that <laughs> and it was big to and it usually you know it was a big uh, now beating a local team like that you kind of you know but i don't think any of our county teams have taken losses like that and, and of course i think we were right early on we did say we thought everybody would make the playoffs so so far it looks like everybody's gonna get well there. not everybody i mean uh out of the 11 teams we cover well maybe yeah, yeah. six i yeah. I, I think uh well, I mean, if you just run down the list of who we've got, uh, Fayette Ware is, is questionable for the playoffs right now, but they're not out of it. Millington will not make the playoffs. Uh, Haywood, yes, Ripley will not. Uh, Munford, probably. Bolton, Bolton, probably not at the, no. at the bottom of their thing. I mean, they'd have to really fight would, to get back it in, in at this point. Crazy. Uh, Brighton is in almost uh, surely. Uh, uh, Arlington is almost for sure in. Uh, Fayette Academy is probably in uh, just because of the way it's lined up more than anything. But also, they they haven't lost in their region. Now, they will play uh, Tipton Rosemark in a couple of weeks, and so we'll see that. But uh, and then Tipton Rosemark, of course, uh, their only loss is to Davidson, uh, which is not a region game. So they'll probably be right. in the playoffs as well. That game really. Uh, and, and Covington will definitely be in the playoffs. So uh, let's see. That's uh, well. That's all but two. And somebody had the week off this week. I I, I, um, I can't in my mind. I can't pull up who it is right now. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it uh, you know I don't know. It looks like maybe eight. Eight out of eleven local teams, seven, yeah. seven or eight out of eleven local yeah, teams right. will make it. So that's that's not bad, right? Uh, it's not bad at all. Um, I think, yeah, and I think I think Mumford was the only one that we were questioning. Of course, that was one Jeff was. <laughs> I think <laughs> getting I think, in a little trouble. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> but you know, we'll see. It's going to make the Mumford Brighton. That, that will be a uh, uh, an interesting time. So we'll see. They'll have to keep on getting better. But uh, yeah, like you said, Tipton Rosemart looks like they're pretty much. I mean in there and then of course we'll see what happens when we get the state you got a lot more things to change when you get up there but uh there's well some, you got to get games. to that point and right, uh, right you know uh and, and so you got to get past the rounds of the playoffs and and stuff like that so we we'll have to see how it goes the most exciting game though right now on the uh on in the future is tipton rosemark fayette academy and then brighton and munford because both of those are probably for those regions. So right. uh, when Tipton Rosemark plays Fayette Academy, that's probably for the region. Although they're, you know, they still have games left after that. Uh, Brighton and Munford, that is the last game, and it will probably be for the region unless they slip up between here and there. Uh, and, and then also, I mean, you know, uh, Ridgeway is still pretty good, and um, so there, there are other things to contend with there. But uh, we are looking forward to a great playoff race here and a just a great race for the region title and i think that gets overlooked a lot because it's kind of playoffs are bust 
and so people don't pay attention to region titles uh, as much fan wise. But I, I mean, I think region titles are a big deal, and I enjoy it. Also, what we got coming up soon, man. Basketball is starting soon, and that's something that's right. I wanted to talk to uh, Jeff Ireland about when he comes on in the next segment. I'm going to ask him about uh, basketball because basketball is getting ready to start. Of course, uh, I believe uh, Gabby Crawford back for uh, Munford, and she's already committed to Alabama, uh, and mm-hmm. she'll be playing her senior season with Munford. Uh, fantastic girls basketball player. I mean, she's phenomenal. You got to see her. And uh, but you'll on the men's side of things on, on the i guess you call it boys basketball in high school mm-hmm. uh you got taylor gatlin who i mean just a, a phenom uh and he's something to see too so that's something to watch uh and also i mean you know watch some of these other teams see how they're developing see who's coming up and, and we haven't really gotten a chance to know a lot of them yet but uh i'm excited basketball is i, I football is i'd say football and basketball may be tied for my favorite sport um and it depends on it depends on who's playing and and at what level but uh man i get psyched for basketball season i'm ready for basketball season now uh you know memphis has been hard to watch uh at the college level the last couple of years in basketball but uh but I'm, I'm i am a tubby smith fan and i do think it'll be better this year i, I think they'll be all right this year I, I think tubby had to work out some things and uh, now I think he'll start on his way to making things better there in basketball. But uh, on the local high school level, I'm excited about basketball for sure here. So uh, when we come back, though, we'll talk to Jeff Ireland. We'll ask him about basketball if we get time. But, of course, the first thing we're going to talk about is high school football. That's next on Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM and the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. Hi, I'm Lynn Lane. I'm the owner of Lane Flooring in Ripley and want to thank all of my customers over the past 12 years for supporting us. We have developed a good reputation because we don't rely on gimmicks but guarantee customer satisfaction, fair pricing, and do it right the first time. I'm excited to announce that we are in the process of expanding. We are adding a 3,000 square foot warehouse to our existing building and are designing the nicest showroom in West Tennessee. If you are a do-it-yourselfer or you'd rather have it done for you, come see me at 365 Highway 51 in Ripley where you will score a great floor every time. Thank you. Country's restless maverick, Jamie Johnson. And the outlaw country honky tonk balladeer, Cody James. Here comes the outlaws. October 12th at Bank Plus Amphitheater. The 11 time Grammy nominated singer songwriter, Jamie Johnson. Country's best plus special guest, Cody Johnson. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com or Bank Plus Amphitheater. Part of the Ceasefire Concert Series. The family vacation. The ones you don't just remember, but replay over and over again. A trip that not only defines a summer, but defines a family. It's a reunion that can only be made in Tennessee. Start planning at tnvacation.com. Sponsored by the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development and aired in cooperation with the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and this station. Breathe in, breathe out. Just like that, you're more comfortable. Breathe in, breathe out. You're more relaxed. Breathe in, breathe out. You're more in control. Of course, that's only if you're breathing in high-quality filtered air at the right temperature. Because if you're not, taking a deep breath doesn't re-energize you, it re-energizes your stress, and nobody wants that. 
At AirServe, we know the importance of having things just right, especially when it comes to your home. All it takes is a little dust or a couple degrees to throw the whole system off, to throw your whole system off. Customers typically call us when there's something wrong, broken, but that's okay. We know we're not just fixing people's HVAC systems, we're fixing people's ecosystems. It's time to breathe in, it's time to breathe out, it's time to breathe easy. Call AirServe today at 901-476-5063 or visit us on the web at AIRESERV.com. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low near 66. Mostly sunny skies will prevail for Wednesday and Thursday with high temperatures in the mid-80s. Overnight lows mid-60s. More of the same for Friday. Sunshine mid-80s with a slight chance for showers over the weekend. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. You're listening to Adam and Chad. Oh my. On US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Welcome back, Adam and Chad. US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app. Joined at this time by our good friend, the esteemed sports editor of The Leader and the Collierville Herald. His name is Jeff Ireland. Jeff, thanks for joining us. How are you guys doing tonight? He's still yeah, waiting man. on the intro. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, where's my music? Still again, Hold on, let's see what I can Who's come that? up with. Okay. There's an awkward pause every time. <laughs> and now, <laughs> Jeff Ireland. I'm bringing you all the hits from the 70s. Is that right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jeff, man, what, where did you go watch football Friday night? Actually, I went and watched one of the teams I cover for the Carnival Herald. Uh, Briarcrest is one of the teams that we cover mm-hmm. for them. So I went and watched Briarcrest and Christian Brothers, which is a showdown of undefeated teams. And, you know, they were in first place in that, that large Division II uh, region. Right. And, uh, yeah, it didn't go too well for the team I covered. Yeah, they just <laughs> pretty much got blown out by Christian Brothers. So it wasn't, wasn't much of a game. So that was where I went, actually, uh, last Friday night. So I left Tiffin County. I have to do it once or twice a year. I have to go to you know, go to a game out of the county. But um, So that was what it was. But, yeah, I, mean, I still, you know, of course, kept tabs on everything going on around here. So there's some, you know, really one really, really big game, you know, as, as you know, you know, Montford uh, taking care of Southland. I mean, that was just a right, yeah. monumental whatever adjective you want to use, you know, for them because, Right. You know, the week before, you know, they played Ridgeway, and if you wanted to be a Montford hater, you know, you, you could have argued that hey, they hadn't really played anybody their size that's any good yet, you know, going in. And as soon as they do, they lose to Ridgeway, and you could have, if you wanted to, made the argument that, hey, they hadn't really beat anybody good in their region yet, but you can't make that argument anymore. You know, Southland was, was ranked 10th in the state, and, I mean, right. good, powerful, big school, all those things, and you know, Montford went to their place and beat them, so that, that's just a huge win. Yeah, absolutely. It was a a great win for Mumford. And now we were talking about that earlier, puts them, uh, puts them squarely in contention with Brighton for that top spot. If both teams continue to win, uh, they'll be playing for that top spot in the region at the end of the season. Yeah, it's it's really kind of an interesting region. I think we talked about a little bit last week that there's 
let's see, seven or eighteen. I think there's eight teams in that region, and there's just such a like a just a really definitive line of demarcation. Sorry, I'm using a bunch of big words there, guys. But uh, you know, between the top five and the bottom three, I mean, you know, Brighton's four and zero in the region, and then uh, second name all these teams: Munford, Southland. Ridgeway and Kirby are all three and one in the region. I mean, you know, there's four teams, one game behind Brighton in that region, with three region games to go. Right, so it's really, just unbelievably tight. And you know, as we know, only four of those five teams are going to make the playoffs. And you know, all those top teams are playing each other coming up over the next next three, three or four weeks. So, right, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Like you know, like you said, the best case scenario for us would be Munford and Brighton went out, and if that does happen. Yeah, you know, they play playing. In the last week of the season, which is technically week eleven this year, because there's no week zero like they usually do. You know, they have the one yeah. bye week, so that's technically week eleven. But whatever, the regular season finale, yeah, those teams are play each other for the for the region championship, and that would be that would be great fun. But you know, both teams have really mainly Brighton. You know, Munford plays Kingsbury this Friday. That will be a ridiculous game. Kingsbury is just just horrible. And then after that, I think they still have Kirby. Yeah, they have Kirby left. That'll be, they're pretty good, so that'll be a tough game. But Brighton really has, a, has you know, a tough part. They have to play uh, Ridgeway and Southland. Right, before they that's why I was, right. was going to say. Yeah. Brighton has the toughest games in front of them. What's great for Munford is they've got their toughest games out of the way, Ridgeway and Southland. And Brighton right. still has those two games in front of them. So really it's Brighton with an uphill challenge and Munford with kind of a, an easier road to get to the Brighton game undefeated. Uh, so, or I mean, not undefeated. Get to the Brighton game with only the one loss to uh, Ridgeway, and uh, so it, it's uh, it's more favorable for Mumford to get there without taking any more losses than it is for Brighton. But uh, it, Brighton, if they play the way they've been playing, can definitely get it done. Yeah, I mean Brighton. I was looking at they've they've scored uh, more than fifty points their last three games in a row. I mean that's you know, that's pretty impressive. Even though you know they played Kingsbury last week, he's not very good. But nevertheless, they put 50 points on the board at least in the last three weeks. You know, after getting shut out by Covington the week before right. that, so, I mean, they've just really been on a roll lately. And you know, they have a you know a quarterback Nick Johnson who stepped in. I think he's a sophomore, I believe he's a sophomore, and he's he's kind of stepped in and sort of looks like he's sort of taking over the starting job. And he's just done a really good job. You know, Malik, they're still Malik Jackson, they're still using him a little bit of quarterback, and he's playing. I think some receiver and running back, so he's still getting utilized you know, as a player. But I think they're, it looks like they've kind of settled on, on Nick as their, as their quarterback moving forward. So, you know, I'm, we'll see how that how that pans out. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, the number still has a tough game. I mean, Kirby is good. I mean, they beat Ridgeway earlier in the year. I mean, they're no slouch. But you're right, Kingsbury is a, is a slouch. <laughs> so, hopefully no Kingsbury fans out there. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just not good this year. <laughs> not quite yeah, sure right. I mean, Brighton has, yeah. yeah, Brighton has two very difficult games. Munford has one difficult game, so yeah. I mean, I expect both to be in the playoffs. I mean, I think even if Brighton lost out the rest of their games, they would still be in the playoffs. I believe it would be really complicated, but they probably would be. And if you know, if Munford knocks out that Kingsbury game, which they will, yeah, they would be too. So I feel like they're both going to be in the playoffs. It just kind of depends on what you know where they're going to be. And finishing the top two is huge. You know, you want to host that host that first game. Yeah, yeah that's, for that's, sure. It's so important. You, you get the host and you play an easier, you know, opponent theoretically. So that's, right. that's a big. So they want to finish with the top two. That's what they're both yep. shooting for. 
Well, Covington, uh, Covington has got Ripley this week for the Hatchie River rivalry. Uh, what do you think about that game? Uh, uh, it's Coach Wheeler taking on his old team, uh, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be too much of a challenge for Covington. Uh, Ripley is Ripley is steadily getting better, but they got a long way to go. Yeah, Ripley's got better. A couple of years ago, they were just really bad. They've gotten better, and you know that game is always a big rivalry, and it's between Ripley and Covington. They'll be, yeah, you know, they'll be fired up in Ripley. But yeah, I mean, Covington really should should knock that out. I'm copywriting and, you know, the Hatchie River rivalry. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Start uh, t-shirts. They, they should knock that out and, we and move, move on with uh, some tough games coming up. Yeah, they're they have, speaking of tough games. They play. Gosh, I think they'll have like two or three of their last games are all against ranked teams. You know. Yeah. They got they got Bolivar and uh, South Gibson who are both ranked in the state's top ten. And so, I mean, okay, so they have four, that's right. They have four games. Four games yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's uh, right. Go ahead. They've had their bye week already, yeah. That's right. So they have four games that's right. And they have Crockett. So I think all three of them are ranked. Crockett, South Gibson, and Bolivar are all ranked in the in the top ten of the state. So, I mean, as you probably know, Covington's also ranked. They they cracked the polls in 3A this week. They're ranked number ten. So, uh, it's only yeah, I mean, about two just, weeks late. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dang pollsters. What do they know? Right. Stupid journalists. <laughs> um, they need some more convincing, uh, I guess. Uh, I don't I guess, get to vote in it now. If I did, I would have voted Covington in without a doubt. When, when are y'all going to uh, get your AP membership so you can vote in this poll? <laughs> I'm telling you, if you look at the poll, look who votes in the poll. It tells who's in the poll and, and what – What? Uh, uh, Adam, you're, you got a you got a problem <laughs> over there. I see what you're doing. That's uh, right. I saw the anyway, uh, thing. I was like, what's so, going on? <laughs> but no, uh, uh, you look at the poll and you see and it shows who votes in the poll. And uh, – it's all papers like there's like one commercial appeal writer votes in the poll and I think one Jackson writer votes in the poll and there may be a Dyersburg or something, but like West Tennessee's not very well represented uh, in the AP poll. They're not, they're not. You know, high school polls it's they're weird because it's hard to if you're to say you work where I work or even if you work at the Jackson Stone, I mean, we don't really know anything about teams in Middle and East Tennessee. You know what I mean? Other than yeah. you see their record or whatever. Right. But it's really an exact science, you know, and it's not like when you're voting at a college poll where you really see people on T V and you read a ton of stuff and you know, you know, what you're voting for. It's really tough to vote on different sides of the state anyway, so it is what it is. They end up usually putting the same people in the polls all the time if you got a name and that kind of thing. It's really hard to tell who who should be ranked. Well, you know what I mean? I'll I'll just tell you though, and the one I like to go with is Max Preps because the Max Preps poll is a computer poll. Which first of yeah. all, computer polls are usually my favorite anyway, just because I don't because people don't have the capability of watching every team. And so right. you can talk about the eye test all you want, but you don't you can't have seen every team. And I was in favor of it when the BCS when they had the BCS in college football and the BCS was completely done by computers before they brought the AP and and uh coaches poll into it. I thought that is the way to go. And they they said, "Well, no, but it's sometimes it's not putting in like people that we think should put in the championship or whatever." And I think it was Maybe was it after Auburn got left out that they decided to uh, 
that they decided to include the polls. Yeah, uh, but yeah. uh, it, it was, you know, look, occasionally it'll be wrong. It, it, you, it'll get it to where, you know, the majority of people think it's wrong, but uh, it's the only unbiased way to go about it. And that's the way the Max Preps polls, uh, it's not a poll, the Max Preps rankings uh, take computer data from the games as much as they can compile, not just, you know, it's strength of schedule and everything factors into this. They have coming to rank sixth in uh 3a in the state and i would say that's fair that that's that's probably probably a fair ranking the the only other team from around here that's above them is uh raleigh egypt uh and raleigh Mm -hmm. egypt seven and oh right now and they're sitting at number three but uh and that's your alma mater right I was about to say, I have to say it every time for some reason. I feel compelled to say that, but yeah, thanks, sorry, you didn't make me say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder what data they put in it. I mean, other than strength of schedule, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not, I, yeah, it sounds like they have it. I've never really paid attention to those, to Max Preps polls, to be honest with you, even though I'm on Max Preps all the time. Uh, well, look at the. Um, there's yeah. a page that explains the Max Preps rankings, and it tells what goes into it, and what's considered in the okay. computer numbers, and it's uh, it, it's uh, win loss, uh, strength of win, strength of schedule, things like that. De- uh, the uh, the the amount of points you won by versus how strong the team you played against was, things like that. So uh, okay. uh, it, it's uh, it, it's a pretty well it's pretty well done, and I think it's about as accurate as you're going to get for high school football is the Max Preps ranking. Is Munford ranked in it? Uh, we'll let you know in about two seconds. Uh, okay. Let's see. Munford is – they are ranked. They're all – I mean, they rank them all the way down to the last one, so everybody's okay. got, got what, a rank. What, what's Munford ranked? Yeah. Munford's ranked 13th in 5 okay. Yeah, I mean, they're ranked 7th in the AP so that's, you know, right. reasonable, I'd say. And they're yeah. 69th in the state in the entire state. Right, and Covington – actually, yeah, and see, they actually rank them with – like uh, they combine them all for the right. state as regardless a whole, regardless of region or anything. It, regardless right. of classification, and it's uh, Covington ranks fifty second uh, okay. overall. But uh, but the only thing that matters is in their classification because that's the state championship that they're going right. to play for. Yeah. So uh, they even have a national rank too. That's the all yeah high yeah. Schools, but which, once again, I, I think it's I, the only thing they don't do is they don't break it down to nationally for their classification right. because it's each state is a little different. Yeah. And and I think that uh, that I, that's something I'd like to know is like where they li- where they line up compared to other schools their in size their size yeah in, in I guess because each state has so many varying degrees that's true like, yeah even Alabama has uh, you know they've got all they have six A and all these other crazy the way they classify their schools is so much different than I remember uh, people that are over near anybody that's familiar with middle tennessee over near nashville you got teams from north alabama that play come across state lines all the time to play like lincoln county some people might know where lincoln county high school you got waynesboro lewisburg all them and they out of the high school i went to we'd go across the state lines and play them and they'd be a completely different division but size wise the schools were comparable and alabama could be a 3a team whereas in tennessee it's only a 2a and it's kind of a it's well, tricky. Tennessee used to only have five A. Now they got six A. Yeah, they I finally was... moved up. Yeah, because Alabama's had six A forever, and and then they finally I I saw that and I thought, okay, well, I guess. <laughs> and I mean, the school sizes didn't change that much, no, I, you know. So no. it's they just kind of shifted them around. It's all a weird thing. But yeah. Jeff uh, Tipton Rosemark couldn't get it done against Davidson, but that was pretty much expected. But they're still one of the best teams in their uh, respective region and they'll take on Fayette Academy and it looks like that that one is also going to be a game that may decide the region championship 
Yeah, I thought they actually played. Don't they play Clark, Clarksville Academy next? They, ne- they yeah, 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 yeah. No, they okay. they don't. They do play somebody else next. Yeah, Fan Academy is two weeks away. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think for looking, you know, it's hard. But once again, Clarksville's, you know, where they are. So I don't know a whole lot about it. But I did sort of look at who they played and that kind of thing. And I think them and Rosemark had a couple of common opponents at least. And that looks like a team that Rosemark should be on par with. You know, which. It's good. You know, hopefully well, one thing for Fayette Academy, Fayette Academy yeah. just lost their starting quarterback on the first play of the game last week. Uh, mm. Their starting quarterback, who is phenomenal, uh, and actually okay. had just made the top ten, the semifinalist for player of the year, yeah. and broke his, uh, broke his tibia, and is either his tibia or his fibula, but uh, one of his one of his lower leg yeah. bones, he's out for the year. And uh, so that that's uh that's bad for them yeah yeah that is that's bad that's bad um and that's rough you know so yeah because i you know they were probably pretty heavily favored to be rosemark i think maybe they still will be i'm not sure but yeah, it's a big game for rosemark they, they need to knock one of these out and kind of show that they can beat some of these teams that you know that aren't the usual teams they beat and, right. you know like the yeah. Rothfuls and these, these other teams so you know kind of prove that they're they've made some progress like you said, yeah, Clarksville too, because Clarksville is a common opponent they have, uh, and uh, I actually Clarksville is a region opponent. I think They're, the region is so yeah, spread out. Are. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Uh, it'll mm-hmm. definitely this will be a good this will be a good gauge for where they are because uh, so. Clarksville's not a bad team, and uh, so yeah, it'll it, you're right, it'll be yeah. a really good gauge. I think Tim and Rosemark's probably got the roughest of the final stretch. Schedule wise, it looks like between all. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, because they, they got to play some of the bigger ones. Well, you go to Nashville end, Christian, and you got Jacksonville Christian or Jacksonville Jackson Christian, and then of course Clarksville might not be. I don't too think much. Jackson Christian is going to be what you think, though. Yeah, I think they got that. I was thinking I'm, th- I'm probably getting them confused with one of the others. Right, Jeffrey? Yeah. You know, you know anything about Jackson Christian? In the Jackson next- Christian School, are they on their schedule. Yeah. yeah, they play them after Fayette Academy. Like they've okay. got their two main games regional here next two weeks, and then after that, it's okay. All. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I, they used to be pretty good. I don't. I couldn't tell you what they are this year, well, but I'm sure we'll be decent at least. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jeff, but uh, thanks for That's joining okay. us, man. We got to go to break, and we'll talk to you again next week. Appreciate it. All right, no problem. Take Catch care, guys. Catch you later, bud. All right, when we come back, we will have Giovanni Hernandez from Major League Baseball to talk about the event going on at USA Stadium in Millington this weekend. You're listening to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, and Facebook Live. US 51 Country Community Calendar. The Lauderdale County Commission on Aging presents the 10th Annual Women's Think Pink Day on Thursday, October 26th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. at First Baptist Church Family Life Center in Halls. The Baptist Hospital for Women Mobile Mammography Unit will be there along with Lifeblood. Call LCCOA at 731-836-5444 to register. Think most banks are the same? Then maybe you should think about First Citizens National Bank. How does an unbelievably good community bank sound where the priority is always on you? Helping you get the most for your money, built upon deep, strong roots, but with all the banking tools you need today. First Citizens National Bank is here for good, with unbelievably good banking for you. FirstCNB.com, member FDIC. Looking for a new Chevrolet? Think Bayard. 
Looking for a nice pre-owned vehicle? Think Bayard. Looking for a hometown small dealership? Think Bayard. Hello, I'm Mike Pegg, General Manager at Bayard Chevrolet. We have some great deals going on at Bayard. Come see one of our friendly sales staff and give them 20 minutes to help you pick out the vehicle of your dreams. Enjoy our non-pressure approach to purchasing a vehicle. We're here to serve you. We want all of our customers to be happy, and we want all of our customers to return. If you have stopped here in the past and not been happy, stop by now. I personally take pride in our dealership, and all of our employees are eager to see our dealership grow. The only way to do that is have happy customers. Find new roads and come to Bayer Chevrolet, or visit us online at TennesseeChevrolet.com. Dealer for details. The closeout market is excited to announce the grand opening of their new Millington location. You can stop by the brand new Millington showroom to see mattress sets from Twin to King starting at just $89 and appliance brands like Maytag, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Kenmore, and many more starting just $149. So if you need to update your refrigerator, washer, dryer, or want a new mattress, be sure to check out the selection on display at the new Millington showroom or at the Covington location at 211 North Maple Street. For more details, go to thecloseoutmarket.com or find them on Facebook. Brands you trust, prices you can afford. The Closeout Market. Bradford Family Pharmacy has done it again. You already know that their locally owned hometown pharmacy delivers great personalized service and that their friendly staff treat you like family. You also know about their convenient after-hours prescription drop box and that they offer free local delivery. But now, Bradford Family Pharmacy has made it even easier to manage your prescriptions. Just go to their website, bradfordfamilypharmacy.com, or download their new mobile app. Search for Bradford Family Pharmacy in your app store to find it. Visit them at 1500 Highway 51 South in Covington. You'll be glad you did. Let me ask you a question. When you think of the American Legion, what comes to mind? Is it our assistance programs that help the spouses and children of our fallen soldiers keep food on the table? I'm working to help the families of our fallen soldiers know that they are supported and taken care of. I am the American Legion. For nearly 100 years, the American Legion has been our nation's leading advocate for veterans and their families. I am the American Legion. This is today's American Legion. To learn more, visit legion.org. Hi, my name is Christina Bowman. I'm the owner of Mary Maids in Tipton County. What are you doing after work or this weekend? Do you have to dust the house and scrub the showers? Do you really want to do that? I didn't think so. Mary Maids can give you one less thing to worry about. Your time is precious, so let Mary Maids Cleaning Professionals give you that sigh of relief. We are just a phone call away. 837-0719. 837-0719. In 1916, Auto Owners Insurance teamed up with local independent agents so customers could get fast, friendly, local service. Bravo. It worked so well, we decided to keep it that way. And 100 years later, we still do things the same way by teaming up with local independent agents who deliver quality, personal service. Thank you. Some might call that old school. But then again, maybe everything old is new again. Kind of refreshing, isn't it? Jameson and Fisher in Covington is your local independent auto owners insurance agency. Call them at 901-476-8644. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low near 66. Mostly sunny skies will prevail for Wednesday and Thursday with high temperatures in the mid-80s, overnight lows mid-60s. More of the same for Friday, sunshine mid-80s with a slight chance for showers over the weekend. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. 
Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. I'm not trying to make you nervous, but this is the Sports Jock and Chad. And welcome back. Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live as well. This weekend, an event going on all weekend long, the 6th through the 8th, at USA Stadium in Millington. It's the JUCO MLB Select Showcase, and uh, it's only $5 a day to get in and see a lot of great baseball games, including the local Dyersburg State Community College, who went to the World Series last year, the JUCO World Series, and they'll be competing in this, and the MLB Select Team, which is an international team, will be competing as well and on the phone with us now from major league baseball giovanni hernandez and he joins us at this time to talk a little bit about what's going on this weekend thanks for joining us giovanni hey guys how you doing doing good man we're doing good just tell us a little bit about the event this weekend sure so we did this uh last year was the first iteration and it was a huge success for us basically we're just trying to get kids noticed from underserved countries in baseball so we have kids here uh, from Uganda, from the Netherlands, from Belgium, from Australia, um, a bunch of other different countries that are going to be here. And I'm actually here with Mark Harrison, literally just picking him up at the airport. Um, he's a German pitcher. Um, we're hoping he's the next Max Kepler, uh, who's currently playing in the playoff game for the Twins in right field. So a lot of exciting things. Uh, we had five kids signed last year off of this team. Ten more went to college. So we're looking uh, to do a little bit more of the same this year. Well, uh, that's great. I certainly look forward to getting to see the guys this weekend. Uh, tell us just a little bit more, though, about the MLB Select program first and uh, how they. How do you find the players that get on the team? Sure. So we have academies all around the world, um, specifically in Australia, Europe, and South America. And these kids normally will sign at about 16 or 17 years old. But some of these kids that don't sign right away, so you're looking at 17, 18, 19 years old, we're trying to help them get into college, which is why we're playing junior college here, uh, to get them looked at. So we've seen most of these kids. I've known most of them since they were 14, 15 years old, and now they're closer to 18, 19, and just trying to keep them playing ball. You know, as you guys know, some kids, even in the States, don't really fully develop until they're 20, 21 years old. So just trying to get these kids the same opportunities that our kids here in the States get. Right, absolutely. And I know uh, for some of our uh, listeners, different people around here, it's it's a little different for them coming out, whereas here a lot of them, they'll go on to college and move on, where these kids are coming right straight out. They're, are they going into maybe a year or two and going right into the major leagues, or is it kind of a – or do you all try to get them to go to colleges in the other countries or these academies for four years first and compete, or what's typical path for most of these guys that make it this far? Sure, for – for these kids here, since they're 18 or 19, the ones that do sign, they'll go to rookie ball. So they'll probably go down to Florida or they'll go to Arizona and start the rookie ladder just like any American kid that got drafted back in June. Right. Um, and then for the kids that do go to college, some of these kids are semester kids that can start right away in January. So you might be seeing one of these kids playing for Dyersburg in the spring um, You know, if they find interest in him. So it's really kind of diverse. It really depends on the kid. But, yeah, if they go the pro route, you know, it'll be five, six years before you see them in the big leagues. Again, similar to, to an American kid. Right, right. Okay. So this is sort of uh, – these kind of events, they are kind of like an audition for these guys to get to these schools to move to – to make that next step to get to that level. 100%, yeah. So some of these kids were on this trip last year or these coaches have started to see video. Um, I think last year it was just kind of a, a test. Um, a lot of these colleges kind of came out out of curiosity, 
Um, and then we had a couple of kids last year, Matt Beatty out of Australia got on the mound. It was 93, 94. And, you know, suddenly all these kids, you know, the, the coaches, excuse me, come out and they go, Holy cow, you know, where are these kids coming from? Where'd you find them? What is this all about? And, you know, when they see the MLB logo and they realize that we're coming from a professional setting, you know, we're not just, we're not just bringing in kids that paid to come over here. These kids all, you know, we've covered them to come over. They didn't have to pay. We identified the best in these countries and wanted them to be seen to give these guys an opportunity to play. Right. Now, is it a specific, like you saw earlier with the different countries? I know these are more underrepresented. Do y'all purposely not take some from, uh, like, say, the countries that are, I guess, more represented? Do you have, like, a cutoff where it's only certain countries, or is it pretty much kind of open to... Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, we uh, we we stay away from your your typical wheelhouses: Dominican, Venezuela, Colombia. We know our scouts are in those countries. Um, the kids that we're getting more from Europe and Australia. It's really where our scouts have a hard time deciding. You know, why am I going to spend two thousand dollars to fly to Australia when I can pay two hundred bucks to fly to the Dominican and find talent? Right, right, so it's right. For us to bring them over, and the same thing with these college coaches. You know, we talk to these college coaches, and they say, God, I could really use an arm, but, you know, they're not flying to Australia either. They're even on a more limited budget than our clubs are. So it's just really a win-win for the kids. It's a win-win for the JUCOs. Um, a fun story is uh, we're playing Seminole out of Oklahoma this week, and their third baseman, Freddie Walter, was on this team last year. So that's a kid from France oh, okay. that came to this wow. event last year, and Seminole signed him, and we're going to play against him. So it's going to be really cool to, to yeah. see Freddie again and have him talk to the kids. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And uh, I wanted to point out that on uh, Thursday at 6 uh, p.m., they'll have you guys uh, with the select team will have a pro-style workout there at USA Stadium. And one of the things uh, that I miss about USA Stadium when I was a kid USA Stadium, of course, named that because it used to be the home of USA Baseball. Uh, it's not anymore. But uh, when when I was a kid, USA Baseball had to be amateurs. And uh, so you got to see a lot of people that ended up being big names in the majors later. And uh, like I have an autographed baseball somewhere now from uh, Phil Nevin, who ended up uh, being a, a decent uh, player in the majors. And a couple of other players, you know, lots of names came through the USA Baseball team right here and it's been a long time since we've kind of had those uh that come through but now you're start you see it again with this at the amateur level uh people who have a real future in baseball and you're seeing some of the future stars right now yeah like i said these are you know these aren't just kids that that happen to play a little bit of ball you know we came to this event last year and we went two one and one uh we beat lincoln trail we beat three rivers we tied with tiresburg and lost to st louis so these aren't you know, this isn't a novelty act by any means. These kids can really flat-out play. Um, they just aren't seen because they're from countries that people just don't go to, and they're the best from our programs. And, yeah, it's exciting. I encourage everybody to come out, even just to take a look. Uh, you know, we have a couple pitchers. Mark here from Germany is 6'8". We have an Australian pitcher that's 7'1". I mean, these are some big boys, and it's why we're wow. in these countries because we've got the bodies there. They just got to play. You know, there's no substitute for getting out there and getting dirty. Might have some future Randy Johnson or something. (laughs) And if uh, if we could talk to Mark for a second now, uh, we'd get him on the phone. And uh, that was uh, Giovanni Hernandez, Major League Baseball, with the MLB Select team there. And now we're uh, talking to right-handed pitcher Mark Harrison out of Germany. Mark, thanks for joining us. And uh, Mark, so coming out of Germany, when you got the opportunity to join the MLB Select team and come to the states and and kind of put your abilities on display, uh, just tell us about that process and how that went. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the 
spring, uh, was when the, the world team was MLB uh, too. Uh, since then, uh, I was on the radar on the scouts or on the MLB coaches, so they asked me if, uh, if I want uh, to come to America, play for a college scout, and maybe uh, go to a college, and I said, yeah, for sure. Why not? It's a good uh, option for me, and I uh, can go to the states and play bad ball and show show me uh, show me what I what I got. Uh, not uh, like in Germany, they have a decent league, but it's not the same here in, uh, in America. Play against uh, my age and, and a higher level, and get uh, get a good competition against the guys. Yeah, absolutely. And so you've got that opportunity this weekend. Uh, were you on the team that came last year? No, you. Uh, no, he was on a spring trip. Uh, we did a spring trip for our pro teams. He went on that trip uh, down to Florida. Um, okay. So he came in March, but this will be his first time with the JUCO trip. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. And uh, so what do you expect to get out of the weekend? Uh, you know, I mean, obviously you're going to play baseball and, and be competitive, but uh, what are some of the things you're looking for to uh, showcase about your own game, Mark? Uh, I'm looking for a scholarship before uh, start something and ask me if I want to come to there and uh, they give uh, give, uh, give me the opportunity to get a part of scholarship. Yeah, that's that what what I play for. Gotcha. And I know uh, being from. Uh Germany, everything, and this is, of course, being your second time doing this sort of thing. Uh, what is it that you uh, enjoy the most, Mark, about uh, being able to come over here and uh, play in these types of events? What do you like the most? What do you like the most? Uh, yeah, playing against good competition and the food. <laughs> the food. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of food? Um, yeah, uh, all the fast food was. Not good for a baseball player. Uh, <laughs> I can get out. There you go. Yeah, we got plenty of good food close by. Yeah. So absolutely, Bar- some barbecue this week. Don't worry, guys. That's there right. Yeah, go. barbecue has go. got to be on the list uh, if right. you're going to be out here. Well, we thank both you guys for joining us, Giovanni. Thanks for uh, bringing MLB Select out to Millington. Everybody can go out there. It's only five dollars a day, and you can go and see this great baseball happening at USA Stadium. MLB Select team will be working out on Thursday. Then on Friday, the MLB Select team will take on Lincoln Trail, Dyersburg State will take on Seminole and a couple of other games there and uh, then Saturday they'll switch it up and everybody will play somebody else it's kind of a round robin deal but everybody uh, you really want to get out there if you want to see some great baseball and it's the time of year to be thinking about baseball because we're right now in playoffs but uh, Giovanni we thank you for joining us man no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Hopefully see you guys out there and uh, looking forward to it. Thanks again. Yeah, All right. Thank, thank you. you. And that was, once again, Giovanni Hernandez, Major League Baseball, joining us uh, with the MLB Select team that's going to be out there at USA Stadium. And, Adam, I'm just – I'm excited that uh, – and it's like I said before, I'm excited to see baseball at, at a good level coming back right, to Millington. Right. And it's it makes it interesting. Like, to me, I'm so interested – because I've always been interested in – different cultures and being in, when I was in college, I was in dorm with a bunch of different guys from all different countries. And just seeing these countries on here, like I had roommates that were from these countries and I know their culture is so interesting to kind of intermingle with them and to see their style of baseball. Cause you know, it's gotta be a little, I mean, just like football, they have Australian rules, football, even though it's the baseball is the same rules. It's still, 
you know, they kind of have a different way of going about things. And it would be, if you never, even if you're not a huge baseball fan, this would be something interesting to see and to see how these guys interact. And it's got to be something else for these guys being from all these different countries. It's not like it's the whole German team or the whole French team. These guys are just intermingled together from all these different backgrounds and cultures. And then for them to come here too, like he was saying, you got the barbecue. Out there. I, I can just imagine how uh, oh, how yeah. much fun they're going to have, not just with the baseball, but just the culture change and the well, it's, like he you said, know, the look, food. No and matter the, just the playing no matter, our teams and things like that. No matter sure where you're from, no matter where you're from uh, in the world, when you get the opportunity to visit another country and and then to do so with a lot of other people from a lot of other countries. Uh, it's always, I mean, it's an experience like no other just to get to do that. And then getting to play uh, baseball on top of that, when that's your favorite thing to do is pretty awesome. Right. Uh, you guys still, you have time to vote. It's about five minutes left in the voting for player of the week right now. The hat ads player of the week had ads sponsors, the high school football player of the week each and every week. And uh, this week, the voting is up. Once again, the people in the running this week are, how you come I keep, lo- I keep losing them? <laughs> we got Keyshawn Gant. Yeah, I, I know that one. And Keyshawn Gant. All right, take Keyshawn Gant. He take. rushed for 19 carries, 171 yards, and four touchdowns on a 45-0 win over Martin Westview. Take Colwick, quarterback from Arlington, passed five for five, 223 yards, four touchdowns, and a 55-20 win over Bartlett. Ethan Starnes, the kicker from Brighton, went seven for seven on extra points, one for one on field goals uh, from 32 yards, four touchbacks. And look, I don't know how well-versed people are in kicking, uh, but at the high school level, to kick four touchbacks in one game is amazing. And uh, Will Hankins, the cornerback and wide receiver from Mumford on the defensive side of the ball, eight tackles, one interception, two pass breakups, and uh, receiving one reception for 39 yards and a touchdown and 28-20 win over South Haven. And those are the nominees. you got about four minutes now to go and vote. in the. You have to be a member of the Fans of Adam and Chad Facebook group. Then you can vote in the poll every week. And thanks to Hat Ads for sponsoring that poll. When we come back back we will announce the winner well first i'll give you the halftime score update and some baseball in there right now because it's playoff time uh so make sure you stay tuned also the uh, nhl is it tomorrow that it kicks off it's in preseason uh, right now but now they're done they wrapped it, it up yeah they wrapped up tomorrow night's the opening tomorrow night's day, opening yeah. night gotcha gotcha okay and uh nba's in preseason right now so lots of great yeah, stuff going yeah. on and we'll have halftime when we come back on US 51 Country, 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. Today's country and the classics for West Tennessee. Worldwide at US51Country.com. WKBQ Covington is US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. USA Radio News with Rod Williams Dole. Uh, we received information via their their dispatch center and or their uh, operations center, their call center, uh, from individuals staying within the Mandalay Bay that helped us locate where this individual was sequestered. In a press conference today, Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardi praising the SWAT teams. Good Samaritans are bringing some positivity to Las Vegas, Connor Shreve reports. When local officials launched the Las Vegas Victims Fund yesterday, it's not likely they envisioned this kind of support. The fund that the sheriff and I set up yesterday has now surpassed 53,000 individual donations. 
It's in excess of $3.7 million. Clark County Commissioner Steve Sisolak says it is important to keep in mind how costly medical care for the victims could get. 60 are reportedly dead and still some 400 in the hospital. This is USA Radio News. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. I've had 10 major surgeries, including three brain surgeries. And I have extreme rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, and fibromyalgia. And I wanted to let him know that his balance of nature have helped boost my immune system um, so much because I'm on injectable medications for the rheumatoid, and they mm-hmm. on your immune system. Since I've been taking balance of nature, I haven't gotten a cold, nothing. It really helped me tremendously. Good health is only a phone call away. What are you waiting for? Don't miss your opportunity to get a free month supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code USA. After the Las Vegas concert shooting, police are stepping up security at Yankee Stadium for tonight's wild card game. Lisa G. Report. New York City Police Commissioner James O'Neill says despite extra patrols, the public needs to be aware of their surroundings. You got to pay attention. Maybe take your headphones off. Look around. If there's something that doesn't look right, it's up to you. To, to, to flag down a cop or make that call to 911. O'Neill says there will be observation teams, counter-sniper teams, and more heavily armed police officers. He says we're living in a different world and public safety now is a shared responsibility. Senate Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley is slamming DACA in a committee hearing today. General Sessions acknowledged what many of us had known all along, that DACA was plain and simple and unconstitutional exercise authority by the executive branch. Thank you for listening to USA Radio News. All right, it's halftime on Adam and Chad. That means it's time for your halftime score update. In the AL wildcard game, it's a elimination, winner-take-all type of thing nowadays, you know. The Yankees lead the Twins 5-4, top of the fourth. I say I'm going to root for the Yankees just because of that, just because you're going for the Twins. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna root. I just want to do it just to root against you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm only rooting against because actually against the I, I don't have a dog in that fight. Yeah, Yankees, I don't either. Twins. I, just, I, don't I root against the Yankees. I mean, them There's nobody on the Yankees I like anymore. They used to have players that I like. They don't. Have, they don't have any players I like anymore. Uh, yeah, uh, I like the Mets. But so I have, you know you can't have both New York teams. So you got to pick one yeah. or the other. I've always liked the Mets. Well, now nah, I used to like the Mets when they had Strawberry, uh, but yeah. Strawberry played David for the Yankees Cone. for a while too. <laughs> uh, yeah, David Cohn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Show our age. All our baseball players are from the nineties. We're always talking about. We're always talking about. I found one of my dad's old David Cohn, Daryl Strawberry, and the USA Dream Team. <laughs> when it was uh, Michael. Uh, speaking of the Dream Team in the NBA right now, they're in preseason action. The Bulls lead the Pelicans 196 in the fourth. Rockets lead the Thunder 95-84 in the fourth. And the Nets beat the Knicks 115-107. Suns will play the Trailblazers here in just a little bit. And in Major League Soccer, Minnesota United beat Atlanta United. Atlanta United's first season this year, you know, and uh, they just lost this one 3-2 to Minnesota. We'll be right back. 
on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. out of your mind. Jones Orchard in Millington presents the Festival of Fear with Shadowlands and Hangman's Hollow Haunted Hayride every Friday and Saturday night in October beginning at 7 p.m. <laughs> the more faint of heart will prefer the giant corn maze and hayride. Pure family fun. <laughs> Open daily at 7 p.m. and 12 noon on Saturdays and Sundays. For the gory details, go to jonesshadowlands.com. For the chill of a lifetime, don't miss the Jones Orchard's Festival of Fear and the Giant Corn Maze and Hayride. The Festival of Fear at Jones Orchard, corner of Singleton Parkway and Paul Barrett Parkway in Millington. The month of October is all about the Festival of Fear. Adam and Chad. The juice has come over me. On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Adam and Chad back for hour number two. The power hour. The power hour. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Here on US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. And the second hour of the show, as uh, it usually is, depending on what we got going on, but the phone lines are open. You can call in at 901-475-9355. 901-475-9355 is the number. You can call in and talk to us about anything you want to talk about you want to talk about some of the things we hit in the first hour you can do that high school football things like that also uh anything that we're talking about currently or the major league baseball uh select team going to be at usa stadium this weekend uh one thing i wanted to talk about though adam is mayor barry in nashville has unveiled the plan for the financing for an mls stadium now the the short of the story is this Major League Soccer is going to expand. They've already expanded uh, into uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, and I believe Miami, Miami although yeah. I don't think Miami's playing this year, but uh, uh, they Beckham is going to have a team in Miami. And uh, Atlanta started, uh, they're actually played today. And uh, so they're adding four more teams. There are currently 11 cities trying to get Major League Soccer teams. Uh, Nashville is one of those cities. They feel like they got a pretty good chance because even though soccer isn't traditionally a uh, southern, southeastern sport, or it's more of a coastal sport. Really, everywhere in the United States, it's more of a coastal sport. Uh, right. And uh, But Nashville's proven with a hockey team in the south that they can build something for a franchise like that that's not one of the big four and uh, or the big three rather because uh the hockey is one of the big four but uh right but anyway nashville's vying for this team well they just unveiled the financing proposal 250 million dollar finance and they say it'll be a 200 million dollar project uh 
and it'll be mostly through bond issuances and a, a private ownership group that will uh, carry the bulk of the burden of the finance with the city, with the city helping out by financing through bonds and things like that. But uh, that the ownership group would uh, help fund most of it. But they're getting ready for an MLS team. And so my question to you, Adam, is uh, can an MLS team do well in the Nashville market? Yes. It would do very well just because there's not another MLS team anywhere like in the southeast region, really, till you get down to Florida and at, well, Atlanta now. But um, the way that they've embraced, I mean, as long as they're competitive, Nashville's, it is bad to say this about Memphis, as long as they're up there, typically if they're somewhat competitive, they, they'll they fall behind them. Yeah, they, the city tends to really. Uh, support the team regardless and whereas memphis it's like if it didn't just mm. all the time if you're not almost to the playoffs every year they, there's really a huge drop off that i've noticed just to do because even when nashville predators were kind of down yeah people were like ah whatever you know but it wasn't like it is here i i've seen the level of i don't go back to the Titans thing because i don't blame them for that because we knew they were leaving and all that kind of stuff so that's not i just mean the grizzlies i've, I've seen it when you know i've the only thing that that's the only one i've ever been able to use an example because i've seen how that's how it's reacted when they're not somewhat competitive, even though this is a basketball town. I feel like Nashville's not really a any kind of town. They kind of grab whatever comes to them, like hockey has. You know, they're now a hockey town. Now they're a football town when the Titans are playing. Um, now I feel like they're going to support the Predators and the MLS team more than they will the Titans if they stay on the road that they're on. I kind of laugh, made the joke to somebody today. They might as well just let the MLS team have the. Uh, titan stadium and let them play because they'll probably have more better attendance well one thing be a better game I, I think the uh i think part of the deal at least from looking from the outside in part of the deal in building a stadium uh 30,000 seat stadium specifically for a soccer team rather than having them use lp field is not only to have a place you can fill up but also to sort of have uh, create your own identity outside right. of being that, that other thing they play in the stadium. Right. And and, I understand uh, that. that. That makes now, sense to look, me. Now, in Seattle, the Sounders are huge, and they can fill up the they can fill up the Seattle stadium right. just about as well. But as that's the, the West can. Coast, though. You're talking but, about a traditionally. Uh, but you know, they kind of want their own identity. Now, Nashville does have a soccer team, a professional soccer team that will start playing next year. It's not MLS; it's in the United Soccer League. But the United, it's the Nashville. SC for soccer club right. uh, Nashville SC will begin playing next year uh, in the United Soccer League and it's kind of a test subject right. for the MLS team try to, see uh, to try to see what they're going to be able to pull on that uh, now another thing also that they didn't include some of the rumors that have been going around about uh, the MLS team in Nashville there were some rumors about the stadium that the stadium will be a joint project with Vanderbilt University and the Vanderbilt would start to play off campus each year and it would be a home stadium for Vanderbilt and a, a stadium for the MLS soccer. that's out yeah no 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 uh, Vanderbilt football uh, no, no, that yeah, won't yeah, work. Vanderbilt football, but yeah, no, they only they did thirty thousand. They got forty thousand already. Why would you yeah. shrink down? They, well, because they don't. Nobody. They never sell that many. That, yeah, that's they're why. on the rise, though. I mean, they have as long as they got the right teams coming. I mean, just like when I was at Alabama, I mean, that was a sellout. But that means Alabama. But they play at least three. You know, they have their five or six home games every year against high level SEC competition. I, I mean, they'll 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 sell it out. But I would I don't blame them. I wouldn't go down to thirty thousand. Um 
for that, not for soccer. And like you said, I think that does interfere with the identity thing too. Um, I, I'm more of a, I, I'm not sure where I, did you see anything about the proposed area the, that they're talking about putting the uh, thing? Yeah. The that's, proposed, that's thing I didn't the see. proposed site is right over by the speedway where they have the, uh, the oh, race yeah, yeah. where they have the race every year okay. for, uh, or actually I'm not sure that, uh, any of the major circuits go there anymore, but the no. Nashville speedway, right. it would be, it would be basically right next door to the Nashville oh, motor speedway. Okay. That could, that could help. Uh, I um I mean I would definitely go up there for games because I already go up there for Predators games and I go up there for um I'd say in Titans but I'd be lying but <laughs> um and I go up there to Van like I went up there for the Alabama game but I would go for other reasons and I've went up there for National Sounds uh, for their baseball team not when I say with the Redbirds I was just in town and went they built them a new stadium they're really Nashville stepping it up with their uh, venues because now you've got the Sounds have a brand new or practically brand new stadium now. Of course, you got the Predators there. I mean, their center's awesome there, too. And then, uh, of course, the Titan Stadium. And now this. Uh, I, I think it'll do well. I, I don't think there'll be any problem. Uh, it might start off a little slow because it's kind of, kind of like with hockey. Same thing. You got to kind of, you know, it's got to grow on some people. Some people are just not going to be interested right from the get-go. And it depends this, on the though, players, too. If the, they got the right kind of players. For, you know. for multiple reasons that there's no reason to get into the minutia of right now, but for multiple reasons, the popularity of the NFL has been down. I mean, uh, and it's not just, it's not just a lately thing. It's not just the controversy of the last few weeks. It's also, uh, the head injuries and things like that in right. the NFL. And the fact that, uh, kids at a younger age, their parents don't want to play football as much anymore. And, uh, so with the decline in popularity of the NFL, uh, that opens a door for major league soccer and a lot of people say well yeah but soccer will never be what football is and that may be true and i think i've probably made that statement before that soccer will never be what the nfl is but soccer could become popular in the united states simply because soccer is already the number one sport in basically every other country except ours and uh so it wouldn't be it's not out of the question that soccer could pass hockey for example i mean uh in popularity uh they now to get much higher than that it's just it's kind of a cultural thing with us we we like to see scoring and soccer doesn't have a lot of that right so but but hockey's like that and it kind of has taken it i mean still hockey is a national thing but in nashville it's like it's hitting to see like you go to tampa bay the tampa bay lightning when they've gotten better they've really embraced them there and i mean now there are some cities that aren't that way i mean you got the yeah but it's kind of like and all of their it's kind of like baseball though it kind of gets shoved to the background until playoff time because right. and, and that's how hockey is and that and that's how soccer would be uh to a great extent because there's the games the regular season games just aren't that exciting and they play too many of them that's the problem in baseball is the games they play 180 games or no it's 162 games it's just not so meaningful many. The, so many the games All-Star aren't break. yeah so, so many games aren't meaningful that uh it, people really don't pay that close attention and it's uh in hockey it's the same way until your team has got a shot at the playoffs or is in the playoffs nobody cares and uh, i mean there yeah. are hockey has its core set of fans just like baseball but right. i'm just saying the general population your your general nfl fan is uh doesn't care about hockey until it's in the playoffs doesn't care about baseball until tonight and it doesn't 
care, right. you know, the the lesser doesn't care about soccer much at all unless U.S. is in the World right. Cup. And uh, so, but it's because of the scoring. Because you look at uh, the you look at the NFL. The NFL when it, when it was increasing in popularity up until like the last two or three years, uh, it was you know there was a steady increase in popularity for the NFL. And it was because they kept making the rules more friendly to score more points. And right. that's because basically people call games the worst games, like uh, the six three game Alabama LSU, and people called it right. horrible. And it really it was a great defensive football game, but nobody wants to see defensive football. Right, right. Well, it's like everybody the same thing with NASCAR. Nobody wants to see a a race without a crash, at least one wreck. But I mean, that, I, it's kind of different. But I, now me, I always have to forget I'm kind of an exception to the rule around all the way around because now me, I do watch the. Hockey, just because it's Nashville and certain teams draw me in. Like when they're, of course, I know it probably would you too every now and then too. Like when they play the Blackhawks or when they play, I'm a, I like watching when they play the LA Kings. I've liked the LA Kings ever since Gretzky was there. But it's just something about that team. I don't know why. I always want to go see it. It's, they always schedule the games where I can't go to them. In Nashville, I've been trying to get to an L.A. King game. And, and I like their journey. It's, it's just weird things that draw me to certain teams. But like me and you've done before, we got, we're kind of an exception to it, too. Watch Australian Rules football whenever they have their little Super Bowl. And, and just, well, look, you know, the yeah, sports I watch, it, is, it don't have to sports. be the playoffs. Like, right, and, uh, so I have to so look at myself different from others. I'll give... I'll give a lot of sports a chance. Uh, you know, uh, uh, like uh, even curling in the Olympics, I watched once. Uh, now I looked at it and I said, "This, this isn't a sport." Like uh, I don't, I don't know what this is, but it's not a sport. Uh, and, and you know, it's fast look, mopping really quick. Now to me, like NASCAR, it, it's a sport in a different kind of way. Uh, it, but it's still it's super entertaining to me. It's a sport. Uh, like I like NASCAR. Uh, not that I don't watch it every Sunday, but I like NASCAR. Right, it's entertaining, right. and and uh, so there, it, it is entertaining to me. But I can see where it makes some people bored. Well, I like the new formats though. I can't say I didn't think I would. Oh yeah, like the knockout I, race this weekend. I right, mean, it was they're really good. Yeah. And it's never. And it's every year. It's it's kind of mixed up. It's not the same faces every year. Um, I mean, there's and I guess maybe this is my meanness side. There's certain uh drivers that i am happy when i see that they get knocked out but you know that's whereas you never had that before you never knew till the end whereas now you can go you know i don't care for that driver whatever you know for whatever your allegiance is it's all in fun but you go you know they can't win the championship like from week to week it just slowly gets down uh jimmy johnson but you know (laughs) people like that certain ones you just you know brings a level of excitement to it even though it's kind of in a meanest way but it's all good fun you know that's a staple of nascar too is uh is having drivers that you don't like that's a big staple in nascar uh, when we come back, we'll announce the winner. Adam has tallied the votes over there, and uh, voting is cut off now, or has been cut off for 16 minutes now. Yeah, I uh, cut it off at 9 o'clock. But uh, Adam tallied them, and we'll tell you the winner of the Hat Ads Player of the Week when we come back on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. Hey, I thought you had an appointment at the hair salon today. I did. Did they cancel? If that's the kind of reaction you get when you've been to the salon, maybe it's time you went to the Little Shop of Hair. At the Little Shop of Hair, they'll cut, color, and style your hair. They also have the latest and trendiest hair flair. Ask for Amy, Tiffany, Dakota, Whitney, Brittany, or Shelby at the Little Shop of Hair located just off the historic square at 130 East Liberty in Covington. Call 901-475-6261 for your appointment today. US 51 Country Weather. 
Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low near 66. Mostly sunny skies will prevail for Wednesday and Thursday with high temperatures in the mid-80s. Overnight lows mid-60s. More of the same for Friday. Sunshine mid-80s with a slight chance for showers over the weekend. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. All us kids are heading back to school. You're going to be seeing our school buses on the road, so here are some things you really need to know. Yellow flashing lights mean the bus is going to stop, so slow down. Red flashing lights and extended stop arm indicate children will be getting on or off the bus. Motorists must stop and wait until the bus is in motion again and the coast is clear before they continue their trip. Never try to pass a school bus when the signal lights are flashing. It's against the law and worse, puts young lives in danger. Slow down, be alert, and obey the law. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Patrol. And all us kids have a happy and safe school. Do you own a business? How's the quality of your restroom? Seem like an odd question? Well, it shouldn't be. Almost 75% of customers equate a bad restroom to bad management, and two-thirds of customers believe a bad restroom shows the business doesn't care about its customers and gives the impression that your company is lazy or sloppy. Bad restrooms hurt your business. GRS can help. Using their facility restroom services, GRS will make your restroom sparkle with their five-step cleaning program and a high-tech pressure washing system. Call them today at 901-296-5272 for more information. That's 901-296-5272. Come out to Williams Insurance on Wednesday, October 4th from 11 to 1 for a great time with food, prizes, U.S. 51 country, and the Williams Insurance staff. Williams Insurance is opening a new office just off the square at 216 West Pleasant in Covington, and we want you to help celebrate. We'll be broadcasting live and giving away cool prizes starting at 11. There will also be food, so make a lunch break out of it and join the fun. Williams Insurance, insuring West Tennessee homes and lives one policy at a time. At the intersection of Atoka Avenue and Highway 51 in Atoka is a bright blue and white building. You've probably always known it as Penny Pantry. Well, now it's Valero. The only thing that's changed though is the name. You'll find the same great friendly convenient service for high grade gasolines as well as milk, bread, beverages of all kinds, ice, grocery, lottery tickets, and a hot deli featuring southern fried chicken, a daily assortment of hot vegetables, and the other favorites you've come to expect. The new Valero Convenience Store is locally owned and operated by Penny Pantry and gasoline supplied by Wooten Oil Company, who for over 75 years has provided quality gasoline, diesel, and unbranded fuel for farmers and businesses throughout West Tennessee. You're listening to Adam and Chad. We're back, baby! On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Wrong graphic popped up there for a second. (laughs) Hey, it's a complicated job. Hey, look at that. The mics are live. Welcome back, Adam and Chad, US 51 Country, 93.5 FM, and the US 51 Country mobile app, of course, which you can download and listen this Friday night to the Covington-Ripley game. It'll be on US 51 Country, 7 p.m., the start time uh, for the Tyler Strong Shelter Insurance Coaches Show, 7.30, the kickoff, Covington, taking on Ripley, the Hatchie River rivalry and it'll all be right here on us 51 country brought to you by tipton county integrated medicine it's the tipton county integrated medicine high school game of the week that's why they call it that you know because that's the title sponsor 
I didn't know if you I didn't know if you put that together over there, Adam, but that's why they call wow. it that. I but was completely lost. I without no <laughs> without further ado, uh the had ads because I've been told I stall on this. The uh had ads <laughs> player of the week voting has come to an end. Adam has tallied the votes. They are official and Adam has that winner. That's right. We got it here. Okay, there we go. <laughs> My screen just went. I was like, oh, great. That's fine. Okay. The winner this week with 261 votes is Mr. Will Hankins from Munford. The, he just uh cornerback wide receiver combo. He had um, eight tackles, one interception, two pass breakups, and he was re- receiving yards. It was 39, one catch for 39 yards, and he had a touchdown. I don't know if that was receiving or running. And, and I, I do. It on there. Just uh, congratulations to Will and uh, yeah. a great game against by Southwind, too. So this yeah, is against uh, a very, very, yeah. very good and playing both sides of the ball against a team of, of that caliber. Uh, we know that there's uh, other players on the team that did well, and we know. Uh, and, well, I would say the offensive line in this case, but he's a wide receiver, and I'm sure they they did play their part for the quarterback, so he could throw the ball to him. So, and but he played on the defensive side, and um, we definitely. Right. Uh, and then of course you had Ethan Starnes, the kicker from Brighton. He had 206 uh, votes, so Brighton y'all voted well. He just he just got too much of a lead, I guess, couldn't uh, close <laughs> the gap. Um, then you had uh, Keyshawn Gant finished uh, with 124 votes. What running back Covington, player. yeah, he had a great game. Uh, and once again, we've had people tell you know, I understand without that offensive line, yes, I definitely agree. <laughs> they made it possible, but uh, you know, right. we definitely recognize them for doing great because they did a good, well enough. I mean, for Keyshawn to get four touchdowns, I mean that that's a group effort for sure. Uh, and his own skill of course too he just has to once he gets past that point he's got to kind of do his own thing uh and then of course uh we recognize tate uh colic at arlington he had uh an outstanding night too which he's yeah. been well, pretty consistent and, and like so. I've, like we've said every week every player that's on the list deserves it uh and uh then we let you guys vote on it and this this week you guys voted will hankins so congratulations yeah. to will hankins i'll be out there to give you your award either tomorrow or the next day at uh, munford high school and uh congratulations and great game to right. you and uh, great game. game to all the guys out there i will tell you once again the and i meant to post this i will post it later uh it is the hat ads player of the year you know hat ads sponsors these the hat ads player of the week will hankins will get a 20 dollars gift certificate just like every other uh player of the week has gotten to hat ads and uh in munford had as the last great department store in munford and they uh they do a great job sponsoring this for local high school football and they also sponsor the player of the year who will get a hundred dollar gift certificate to had ads right. uh department store in Mumford. the had ads player of the year semifinalists are chaz hayes the running back from Mumford, tate cole with the quarterback from arlington aaron alston the wide receiver from brighton Keyshawn gant the running back from covington noah robertson the running back from munford lance west the running back from brighton jake roan the fullback from tipton rosemark de courtney reed the running back from haywood mac fullen the running back from rosemark and rube scott ray the quarterback from fayette academy who unfortunately broke his leg in friday night's game and is out for the rest of the season but he did make the semifinalist list for the had ads player of the year thanks once again to had ads department store we'll go to the phones right now you are on with adam and chad who's this this is your northern connection this is jerry calling from wisconsin how's it going jerry all right jerry what's happening (laughs) not a whole lot i just wanted uh 
get Adam to inbox me so I can send him some cheese curds on the way after that beating the Tennessee Tech. Oh, man. <laughs> that was our next topic is just that cruel beatdown that Tennessee took. What What's going to happen with Bush Jones, Jerry? Um, I really don't know. I, I can't see him getting rid of him this time of the season and stuff. It's, it's a money thing for the University of Tennessee right now. They can't really afford to get rid of him out of his contract and stuff in the middle of the season. Right. But from what I've read on the Internet this week, they're talking about he's got to make a quarterback change, and I don't know if that's going to push him over with the fans or push him completely under with the fans because – I just don't know if the other quarterback is the caliber of Normandy and or anything, so yeah. I, I really don't know what's going to happen there. It's kind of a sad situation all the way around, but I was kind of hoping for a pecan pie, but that's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> he might scrounge one up for you anyway. Yeah, I see one of those ones. It's a, they actually have a Bama-branded one. It's a Bama oh, pecan for pie. Out loud. Oh, I've had those. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, he knows them. No, it's for real, Chad. No, I'm not I was saying joking. it's not for real. Joking, but it's serious. Just... And they're good. They're not just because yeah. they have Bama on them. They're just they're that good. Well, Adam has a, a taste bud deficit uh, when it comes. If it has Alabama written on, he thinks it's great. If it came from the state of Alabama, he thinks it's great. I need to I need to put that sound bite back in where every time you say the word Alabama, we get a little ding. That's what, <laughs> get a little counter. I'd, I'd like to count how many times Adam says right in the first half of the show. <laughs> right. There you go. He, he did, did it. it. He made me say it subliminally. He got me. <laughs> have a little ticker. We'll have a little ticker running in the corner that says how many times we'll have the Alabama in the right. <laughs> well, I sure do enjoy listening to you guys. Hey, uh, right. I'll let you get back to things, and we'll, we'll listen in and see how things go for the rest yeah. of the show. We're Thanks glad for to calling have you, man. in, Jerry. We appreciate, we appreciate it. it. All right, and talking about that Tennessee loss, 41 to nothing, Tennessee yeah. lost to Georgia, and it was uh, – and look, it was telegraphed by the way they played against UMass. You, you thought it was probably going to be bad against Georgia. Uh, you thought, well, maybe they slept on UMass a little bit looking ahead to Georgia, but it turns out, no, they're just playing that bad. I mean, and, and they were really that bad. Well, and so Butch Jones, of course, the thing that – stinks about being butch jones is when you lose a game like that you just came off the bad game against umass where you barely won then uh you lose a game like that you still have to talk to the media because it's your job so butch jones uh said that this loss better hurt if it if it doesn't hurt then that shows you're not heavily invested if you're invested you hurt this one stings and uh it's gonna take a while well, yeah, because it's they they haven't lost they haven't been shut out in like twenty three years they haven't lost that bad in like a hundred years, which first of all that surprised me because honestly when I when I saw that stat I thought there's no way they got beat by somebody that bad when Dooley was the coach but they didn't no and, uh, no that, that's what's surprising because you think Dooley how bad it was when he was there um, I I'm not as surprised by the, I mean I was surprised by a shutout. Uh, I wasn't surprised at Georgia because, you know, me and you talked about earlier in the season. I felt like Georgia and Florida 1 was going to kind of come on and be that team. Now, Georgia's ahead of schedule in my mind. I didn't expect 
this little, I was joking with a guy the other day talking about they're kind of the Alabama of the East, which because of Kirby, but they're not at the Alabama level, but they have that same build. You can see it forming in right in front of you. And the fact that they did it with a freshman quarterback is to me is actually impressive. Uh, I didn't feel like Easton was going to be their guy anyway, but I, I was, uh, I was kind of surprised with Tennessee. I, I felt like uh, to give, uh, I guess Tennessee a little credit, Georgia is that good. So it wasn't a complete, just like, Oh, I can't believe Tennessee's just that terrible. they're bad, but Georgia's that good. Um, I feel like, like we were talking about with Jerry, well, I go that I don't think they'll fire him in the middle of the season. Some I've had some people say, "Oh, well, Alabama, yeah, Alabama could come there and beat them by 60. That's been they've been beating them down the last two, three years, and that hadn't mattered. And, and I said that if they lost to Florida, Georgia, and Alabama, they'd get him fired. And I think, yeah, a bad enough beaten by Alabama, and say they go six and six, yeah, he'll get fired. But I think they will wait because the other question is, who do you hire? That's what I was going to ask Jerry too. It's like who if you had a choice right now who who do you hire there's really nobody out there i mean there's i mean there are but that would actually come to tennessee like say i mean i've heard chip kelly thrown out there by another uh show online they were talking about that i was like nah i don't i don't see him coming to tennessee uh you have um uh who's uh, Les miles i don't see him going to tennessee either um i think he's actually hoping for something more up in the big 10 area because you know it's, he's he's from up north so um I, I don't know who really – I mean, unless you go for, like, an assistant somewhere, and I don't know who they'd really pull there either. Um, you could have some of the assistants from some of the other SEC schools, but really none of them are doing so you great right now. You don't think they'll go for anybody on this side of the state? Well, I mean, uh, to me, the better fit is much – I know Memphis fans will hate me for this. Uh, Norvell would be the obvious choice. But then again, Actually, you after know what happened I think last week, for, I don't. I don't know. Honestly, if think I think Butch Jones is gone after this year. Because, oh yeah, no. but I, I think they'll probably chance. wait till the end of the year. Now, yeah. uh, here's what I think: Unless something really bad. Happens. The Central Florida coach, he took an 0 and 12 team last year. They went six and six and went to a bowl. Ended up going six and seven overall. Right. And this year, they look like they're going to compete with South Florida for the East title. And and they just got done. Dustin Memphis, the favorite to win. Uh, it's I think Central Florida will be the coach they go for. But right now, Bush Jones is the coach, and he's going to try to make some changes. He says starting positions are up for grabs. Every position is up for look in the bye week, so we have no starting positions. I've heard that before. On yeah, that's coach speak. That, that's <laughs> that, like just that's a little desperation on it. Now that someone yeah. and it's so bad for Butch, is it the worst possible time for all this to be falling apart? Because someone's kind of seemed to have turned around, which don't fall for that hype. That's his his job is still probably going to be in jeopardy by the end of the year. Right now, it's all smoke and mirrors. He's just getting lucky. Um, Missouri's coach, I think he's only lucky because of the fact that the Missouri doesn't expect a whole lot. So he he'll be okay, I think. Uh, Malzahn has saved his rear end once again. He's pulled another lucky charm out of the bag. Um, I think he's safe at least for another year, as long as Auburn is competitive with Alabama. And the fact that they hung with Clemson showed me I was like, okay, you got a defense, offense, and eh, whatever. Uh, LSU or Duran, um, they they got too much money, and you know they can't fire him. It's going to take a little bit. Uh, then you have, of course, nobody wants Ole Miss's job. Um, I mean, it's just. But there's I a say, lot of good assistants out there. If I'm Tennessee, there. I call Lane Kiffin. <laughs> yeah. no. Hey, look, Louisville took Bobby Petrino back. No, I, I don't think Louisville nobody, nobody took Bobby takes Petrino Kiffin back. back and, Not even and USC would take they Kiffin could, back. And, and I, I think Tennessee fans would go ahead and take Kiffin back. Hey, you, I think they would. You know who I'd go well, after? Clay Helton at USC. That well, now that that would 
Well, he's yeah, but the head coach at USC leaving USC to come to Tennessee rather than the other way it's around. SEC I don't know about that. Pac-12. But it just depends if he's closer. It's SEC, I'm not sure. Is he originally it's SEC East versus wow, USC. True, true. You, it doesn't. Wow. It's not Pac-12. We found out it's this USC. Week, as we found out this week, though, they're like I Still, had predicted. One of the they most, are posers. Doesn't matter, man. It's one of the most. It's one of the most desired jobs in college football. Yeah, it's but, not like you, you don't leave Notre Dame to go coach Tennessee, and you don't leave USC to go coach Tennessee. Uh, well, now, uh, uh, another coach who uh, I predicted at the beginning of the year was going to be bad, and he has proven that <laughs> immensely, is Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron oh. uh, at LSU. He They got beat by Troy this weekend and not that that's a look right. troy is better than like the billing would suggest but they shouldn't be beating lsu right. uh and uh, what lsu has been at lsu right uh, especially at night they at don't night, lose yeah and, and that's the first so, non-conference loss they've had and they were like the top three of the yeah. record running and then records. if you take them back to at night it's probably even worse than that right. uh lsu uh uh ed says they just got call better plays well i think everybody agrees wish could have had that first first down back I mean, I wanted Daryl to get the ball, and you know, our third string back got the ball, and I should have done a better job of game planning this. So I was not aware that we we're going to do that, and I think that's not the way we ought to start the game. Uh, so now he's trying to throw the O coordinator under the bus. Is that what's happening here? Yeah. Uh, and, and it's like, look, Ed, just take the blame for the loss. And he says, I, I will take the blame for the loss. I got to fight hard. I got to be a leader. I got to do my best job ever right now. And uh, it's not about pointing fingers. It's about everybody looking at each man in the mirror and getting better. Start with me, but you know what? Everybody going to look at it. And, uh, I took the blame the first time, and I'll take it again. But you know what? We got to call better plays. We got to stop, stop them on defense. We got to do better on special teams. We got to make plays. We got guys out there that are not making plays. They're supposed to make plays. Get beat at the point of attack. Ed, 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 it's your uh, fault. That's why you take the blame. It's your fault. This is not like you said, well, you know, we could we could go on point fingers, but I guess I'll take the blame. That's the coach's way of saying that he doesn't blame himself. Uh, I mean, I'm going to look in the mirror, but everybody's got to look in the mirror. No, look, man, it's you. And if you're... If your whole system is running so wild that you don't know what you you don't know what kind of offense you're going to be running next week, uh, then you're not really doing your job. Right. And look, we knew we knew this guy has a head coaching record. The only time he's ever done good as a head coach is as a interim head coach with somebody else's players and somebody else's schemes yeah. and somebody else's game plans already in place. Right. And all he can do is then motivate the players to execute those game plans. He can't plan a game himself. He had the worst period in Ole Miss football was when Ed Orgeron was coached, and the worst period in LSU football could be coming up on you if they don't get rid of him. And I mean, after one year, they need to get rid of Ed Orgeron. Right. And right, the bad part is they've tied up so much money in him that, and the good thing, I guess it's bad for Tennessee too because LSU has that pull to pull that that. Coach, I mean, some people probably argue they wouldn't, but if you got LSU or Tennessee, typically LSU is going to have that little bit of an edge just because of different things. I'm sure it's not a money issue; it's just something about that school. Oh, and speaking of, uh, you know, we talked about last week about Wikipedia getting you know hacked by how they talk about who owned it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I say uh, Jerry pointed out Chip Kelly's listed as a coach at Tennessee on the Wiki- <laughs> on their Wikipedia page now, so somebody's gotten in there and having a little fun with that. So uh, I've seen a bunch of funny memes with. Uh, Brute, uh, Butch in that garbage can he created, and I thought, that's yeah, that's, too. that's the whole dumpster. That's fire been a thing. lot of that's been a lot of fun too. Uh, a lot of people said, well, he showed you where the season was going to be, but uh, 
It's just a rough go for Tennessee. Meanwhile, Alabama is beating people. And you see how well Vanderbilt played this past right. uh, weekend against back Florida? very good, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. look, that just shows you how much of a different level Alabama is than everybody else right. in the SEC. Like, the SEC. And they go in, they beat Vanderbilt, and you think, oh, well, Kansas State must not have been that good. But then Vanderbilt uh, turns around and plays Florida that good. And, and it's just that weekend. that's how much better uh, Alabama should be forced to play an NFL schedule at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. These days, it's easy to have information overload. Sometimes I just want to kick back, hear my favorite music and the news that affects me. That's why I stay tuned into my local radio station. When important news happens in my part of town, I hear it from them first. For the best entertainment, sports, news, weather, and traffic, anytime, anywhere, I stay local. Support your local stations. Text RADIO to 52886. Furnished by the NAB in this station. Message to data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. Tennessee fire officials agree. Smoke alarms save lives. The more we can get the message out there that these things are available in your local fire departments because of this State of Tennessee program, then that equates to lives saved. Together, we've installed over 100,000 alarms and documented over 180 lives saved through that effort. To request your free smoke alarm, visit tn.gov fire. Brought to you by the Department of Commerce and Insurance in cooperation with the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters. Millington Floor Covering is your one-stop shop for carpeting, hardwood floors, laminate, vinyl, and tile. And now, their everyday low prices are lower than ever. John Petty and his staff at Millington Floor Covering features all major brands. 12 months, same as cash, and expert installation with a full two-year warranty. Invest in the beauty and value of your home. Call Millington Floor Covering at 872-8940. Highway 51 North, next to Homer Skelton Ford in Millington. Hey, it's Philip Barton with Homer Skelton Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Millington. Come see us for all your new and pre-owned needs during our summer clearance event. We will beat any advertised price on a new Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram anywhere, period. Our Jeep celebration is in full swing, so check out our inventory at homerskeltoncdj.com. That's homerskeltoncdj.com. Down home feel, big city deals. Only at Homer Skelton, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Millington. This is Ty from Furniture Deals in Millington. I'm inviting you to come see us on Highway 51 in front of Walmart to browse the best selection of home furnishings, bedding, electronics, and appliances in the area, all under one roof. Here at Furniture Deals, we offer more than 50,000 items to choose from with major name brands such as Ashley, Serta, Englander, Whirlpool, and Maytag. Financing options are available and there are no interest offers every day. So come on out and see us at Furniture Deals in Millington on Highway 51 in front of Walmart. This is State Farm Agent Brad Carlisle. How wonderful would it be if you could get to a better state? State Farm, the nation's number one choice for car insurance, will help you do that. You'll get the right coverage, fast, friendly claim service, and all the discounts you deserve. Plus, save an average of $480 a year. Call the Brad Carlisle team to help save you money today and get to a better state. Call the Brad Carlisle team, 476-7500, or visit online at bradcarlisle.com. US 51 Country Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low near 66. Mostly sunny skies will prevail for Wednesday and Thursday with high temperatures in the mid-80s. Overnight lows mid-60s. More of the same for Friday. Sunshine mid-80s with a slight chance for showers over the weekend. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. 
We wanted a show that crossed Sports Center with Jimmy Fallon with West Tennessee. Pretty cool, right? Then we blew our budget on tacos and ended up going with Adam and Chad. Welcome back, US 51 Country 93.5 FM. The U.S. 51 Country mobile app and, of course, on Facebook Live. Uh, Next week, we'll have tickets for the Tigers game. The Tigers game uh, taking on Navy. We'll have tickets right here on Adam and Chad. We'll be giving away and we'll do something. uh, Next week, we're going to do it where the uh, radio audience doesn't have to jump in on Facebook to uh, participate. We will do it a different way next week and we'll reveal that when we get there. Talking a little bit about Memphis, though. Memphis, uh, and look, I knew, and I made the pick anyway. And we sat here and we talked about the game. And I picked with my heart because Memphis is my team and I like Memphis. And and Adam had sort of halfway convinced me that, yeah, it'll be close, but they'll pull it out. And uh, because I had told Adam off the air that I really thought it, I really thought that I was really worried about it for Memphis. Let me put it that way. I I was really worried about this one for Memphis. And uh, I I did put low confidence on it, but uh, I I ended up picking Memphis. And I was wrong because in my heart of hearts, I knew Memphis wasn't going to win this game. Memphis has like eight defensive starters out, and yeah. Central Florida puts up a ton of points. And it's a it, it went it went worse than I thought it would go. Uh, Me too. Yeah. And they ended up getting beat forty to thirteen. But Memphis, the secondary for Memphis is atrocious. I mean, they are terrible. They cannot contain anybody. Now, the only thing I'll say about the game positive is that I did also watch the Navy-Tulsa game, which was a good game, by the way. You missed a good game. Uh, You can watch the rewind on the ESPN, uh, uh, watch ESPN app. But uh, Navy-Tulsa, I watched that, and Navy doesn't worry me as much because they don't throw the deep ball a lot. They uh, they stick mostly to the run game. They're kind of like a Georgia Tech. You know, they got the triple option going. But I think that Memphis can handle a team like Navy a lot a lot more easily than they can handle a team like uh, Central Florida. Central Florida ran all over them, and any other team that throws the ball, they're, they're going to have to uh, – really be guarded against because their secondary is just not good they're not fast enough they don't cover well enough they come up with good plays occasionally but it's not like you saw a couple of years ago it's not like when Bobby McCain was back there in the secondary picking off passes every game or every other game and uh you know you, you don't have those players and they're just not that good in the secondary right now they're getting beat badly it's now some of this is due to injury but some of it's just due to they're just not as good as they should be back there. Yeah, we saw this last year a little bit. Just uh, blown coverages, not you know, not playing zone correct. They just guys are wide open. Um, I mean, it hadn't really bit them too bad till this. Now it kind of did. Central Florida picked the holes and hit them. But now also the first quarter or for, yeah, first quarter of the game, it looked like it might be okay, and then it just gradually Central Florida kept adjusting, figuring out, and then of course. Memphis with the injury and death, they get wore down, and and Memphis kind of shot themselves in the foot. He had you know turnovers and stuff. Uh, Ferguson had a bad game all the way around. Really, uh, and then when he has a bad game, your defense isn't deep enough. It just it is you know, the perfect storm. That's, so right, yeah, yeah, and that's that's exactly right. What happened was uh, Anthony Miller wasn't having a good game. Riley Ferguson was really where it all started because he wasn't having right. a good game. Dorlin Dorsius was back for the first time this week, but uh, nobody on offense was having a good game. But it all started. With Riley Ferguson, I felt like he he started off having a bad game, and rather than 
turning it around, I, I feel like he let it frustrate him and he tried to do too much. And you could yeah, tell he, he was things. visibly frustrated by the end of the game. And when he threw that last pick, it was on. It was all over his face. Right. And uh, when you can't, first of all, sustain drives, your defense has to be on the field a lot. When your defense is already in a bad position, they're already bad, and then you can't right. sustain drives and give them the rest. It's gonna it's gonna start cascading on you, and that's what it did. And uh, they they weren't able to give them the rest. They they're not deep on defense. The defense is not that good anyway. And you're gonna have to outscore a team like Central Florida in that case in a track meet. Uh, in a track meet situation, you're going to have to uh, score every time you get the ball in order to stay in the game. Right. And uh, so it, it, as far as that goes, they weren't able to do that because Riley Ferguson was having a bad game and just couldn't get it turned around. I don't know. The only coaching question I'll make there is why at the point where it was uh, 40 to 7, out of reach. Why, why not bring in Brady Davis, the backup quarterback, and give him some reps? And, and uh, you know, why not? And, and I mean, some halfway meaningful reps. Riley's not getting it done. I don't understand. And he's clearly, to me, you don't take them out just because they're not getting it done. But when they're visibly frustrated and it's affecting their play, and that's what was going on on the field, then to me, it's okay to take him out and sit him down for a minute. You're already getting beat, so it's not like you're replacing your starting quarterback. Uh, You're just putting another guy in there to get a fresh, uh, to at least try to make it look good. And uh, that's, uh, so I I don't know why they wouldn't have brought Brady Davis in earlier, like in the third quarter or something like that. But uh, that's, uh, you know, that's the only kind of coaching question I would make there. Uh, We'll move on now, though. Uh, It's time to make our picks. I'll tell you real quick before we get to our picks for the week that uh, the show is brought to you by Muddy Water Shirt Company. Muddy Water Shirt Company. You can see all their work on Facebook. So just go to Muddy Water Shirt Company page on Facebook. Uh, They're on Highway 14 in Brighton, right? Right next to the original Fast Times, it's the uh, you'll see it. I mean, the whole front of the store is like a big blue Muddy Waters logo, and uh, you'll see it there. Four seven six eight two eight five four seven six eight two eight five. You can call Paul, and he will hook you up if you've got a small business. You want to get some work shirts. You got a youth sports team. You want to get some uniforms. Whatever you want to get. They've got it for you at Muddy Water Shirt Company. They can put your logo on pretty much anything. So just go in there and check it out. It is Muddy Water Shirt Company, 901-476-8285. One of the great sponsors of Adam and Chad. Adam, we are ready to start our picks. All right. We got us some good games this week. Uh, We start off in the SEC. We got uh, Georgia at Vanderbilt. They're playing now actually up in Nashville. Um (laughs) This one, some people think, oh, they're going to destroy him. No, I mean, yeah, it could be. It won't be an Alabama type game, but it could be. But I think Vanderbilt's going to hang in this game decent. Uh, I think it's a little bit worse than the Florida win. I think Georgia wins this game by probably three touchdowns, but Vanderbilt scores too. So I think it's, I'm going like a 31 10, 31 14 type situation here, maybe, or it could be a complete shutout. I mean, like it did Alabama. I don't, it just depends on what Vanderbilt, you know. Well, shows look, up. I'll agree with you on the winner. 
I, I think it'll be closer than that, though. Uh, I, and I think here's the thing: you see how closely Vanderbilt played Florida this past weekend. Yeah, but Georgia's and, defense is so much better. No, 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 I agree. But but what I'm saying is, and this is sort of what I was saying uh, in the last segment, is that the fact that Vanderbilt beats Kansas State at home, they, they're able to beat ranked Kansas State, then turn around and get drilled like they did by Alabama, and made to look like you know a uh, 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 nobody they were made to look like coastal carolina out there right and then turn around the next week and play florida like they did it's more of a testament to how far and above every other team in college football except maybe clemson that alabama is and uh and and the florida state defense they're they're better you know florida state if francois if they hang hung on to francois they might could have uh still their been up there better than yeah. but uh i mean honestly they just picked up their first win now but florida state does they're the only team that's even been able to get close to containing alabama alabama is on a completely different level than everybody else and so i think that that overshadows and, and the and what georgia did to tennessee makes it look like georgia's gonna blow out vanderbilt i don't think they'll yeah. blow them out i think they'll beat them i don't think they'll blow them out and then next we have LSU at Florida. LSU's going to the swamp. I think LSU will play a little bit tougher just because it's Florida and that's kind of a thing, but I think Florida's going to pound them. I think oh, Florida – well, Del Rio's out with a broken collarbone. Right. So I, their court Franks is okay. I think they'll sputter a little bit on offense, but I think this is an easy 21-point win for Florida. Well, and, you know, you were a big fan of Franks in the beginning, uh, but uh, – uh, yeah, I he's kind of showed you know, me he's very inconsistent. So uh, I, at least I was it Frank's him. that you were? Yeah, you were. Yeah, you liked him, I thought yeah. he, I thought he was gonna do okay, and then he turned out to but, be kind uh, of sloppy. Uh, Del Rio, yeah, Del Rio out uh, now, Poor and guy. so it might be a little tighter. But LSU's got nothing going on. They, and honestly, this one could be a three touchdown in the end. Oh I yeah, mean, no, it very well. Florida yeah. could end up running this up yeah. and, as long as and, more of their players don't get arrested or put on yeah, probation that's, or anything. That, that's so. true. Yeah, but uh, they're they, gonna run out of guys before. Boy, long. talk about playing on a light roster and still doing something. Yeah. I mean, it just shows really what McElwain's built so far. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. All right, now we're going up to the Big Ten. We got Minnesota and Purdue. Minnesota screwed up my stuff last week with the Maryland game. Uh, I'm going with Purdue, one, because they messed my stuff up, and Purdue's pretty good this year. They're better than usual, so uh, that's who I'm going with. So You read some comments, didn't you? Yeah, I, I was I reading one. one sorry, I was reading one of the comments. Uh, all right, Minnesota, uh, <laughs> Minnesota, Purdue. Uh, it's, I'm not going to read it on the air, but uh, Minnesota, <laughs> Purdue, uh, and yeah, I'm going with Minnesota in this one over Purdue. I I, I think that uh, Minnesota's on a pretty good roll. They've shown that they're a pretty good team right now uh, in the Big Ten, and so uh, I'm gonna. It's gonna be tight though, man, because Purdue is is good to be two and two. Purdue right. is to Purdue's pretty good. Oh yeah, now they've got and, some play ball players. It's yeah. gonna be tight. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll give it to Minnesota. And they're playing in Purdue. S- slight edge, slight edge, gotcha. but only a slight edge. Yeah, just a little bit. Now we're going down to the not so big twelve. Uh, we got West Virginia at TCU. This is a no-brainer. West Virginia will give them some trouble in the first half, but TCU gets this game maybe by 14. Yeah. Horn, playing in horned Texas. frogs. That's right. Going yeah. with the horned frogs. Right. TCU, Patterson. Gary Patterson knows what the, he's doing over there at TCU. And I honestly thought from. they'd take a step back this year, and I was wrong. Right, right me wrong. too. I thought so too, but yeah, he's got them going. Uh, then we go down to the, the ACC um, – Battle of the beaten Floridas. Um, you got the Hurricanes 
or Miami Hurricanes and Florida State. They're playing in Tallahassee. I don't think it matters that they're playing in Tallahassee. Normally, I would go with Florida State, but yeah, Miami Miami wins this. I don't think Miami just destroys them, but I think it's uh, Miami gets a 14-point win probably. I think, yeah, I don't know that it'll be. I mean, I think Florida State will play them well because Florida State is still really good right. on defense. And it's okay? sort of a rival game uh, for them. So. And, and, it, and it is, yeah, like you said, it's a rival game. It's a conference game. They'll play Home them field. well. Uh, I don't think they'll win it. And I think Mark Richt is uh, going to start to begin to be kind of vindicated from his release from Georgia a little bit with uh, showing what he can do with Miami. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, honestly, uh, SEC, they want to go to the SEC championship game. And when you, when you can't, you know, w- when you're not – when you're supposed to be great every year and then you're only mediocre – even if you're making bowls, at some point matter, it just gets right? tiresome. Yeah, and I'll make my uh, bold butt whipping end of the year prediction ahead of time. What's going to happen? Georgia loses to Alabama in the SEC title game. They're mad. Miami runs almost runs the table, finishes second place in the ACC, ends up playing Georgia in a bowl game, and then that's where you get to see who really what Rick's really made of. That's where I think Georgia's going to show out and. We'll see a beat down in Miami somewhere in one of the we'll see. Games, so we'll definitely <laughs> that's gonna see. be my way yeah. too early prediction. So we can go back later and see if I was right. Yeah. But uh next we got uh Kansas State at Texas back down to the not so big twelve. Um this one's probably the hardest one of all of them. Kansas State's so iffy and Texas is too. They're playing at Texas, but part of me thinks Kansas State can pull this one off. They're not that bad. I mean, if Vanderbilt I mean I think I'm going to go with Kansas State, but barely. I mean, I'm talking three Kansas point, State, maybe Texas seven will point. play good because they're at home. Right. But yeah, Bill Snyder's crew will get it done. Yeah. And Tom Herman uh, is going to start hearing some noise. They're but gonna... look, man, you got to have more than a year. That's... Right, right. Yeah, and right that, that. that's all there is to that, really. I mean, it's just not going to be that great for him his first year. Plus, I think he's finding out some of the problems that Charlie Strong ran into at Texas. It's not, right. look, man, a lot of the problems. It's a culture is, problem. All yeah, the way it's a around. culture problem. That's exactly yeah. right. It's a culture Before problem. Poor guy walked in and he didn't even know what he was getting himself into. <laughs> exactly right. He went straight into. He stepped right off in that hornet's nest. Yep. I don't envy him at all. Um, yeah, they got uh, next. We're going to the Big Ten or what used to be the Big Ten, more like the Big Fourteen. Uh, Michigan State at Michigan. They're playing up in Ann Arbor. Um, yeah, this is a no-brainer. But this one could swing the other way. We know how that, that you know punt blocks all kind of mess happens in these these rivalry games. I still think Michigan pulls it off, even if it's close, because they're in Ann Arbor. So I give them the three point or more win. Yep, Michigan and Ann Arbor only because they are at home, though. Because uh, Michigan State has proven to be pretty good this year too. Uh, okay, I won't say only because <laughs> I said only because, but that's not true. Uh, uh, not only because of that, but uh, I definitely give Michigan the advantage. But it's always a good game, so I would tune in. And and not because he uh, jumped in the pool this weekend. I don't I don't know what that was all about, but whatever. <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mr. Dickey's pants. He got to ruin his Dickies. Um, then we got next more Big Ten action. Uh, Wisconsin at Nebraska. I know who Jerry's going to pick in this one. Uh, I think I think Wisconsin. <laughs> this is an easy pick. Nebraska's you know the old cornheads aren't going to do it. So My yeah, gosh, Wisconsin boy. probably beat the snot out of them. Talk this is about, probably a, you want to bet on a game. This is a game you want to yeah. bet on. Straight talk up. about how the mighty have fallen. Right. I mean, Nebraska is just a shell of its former self. In the 90s, Nebraska was ridiculous how good they were. And, uh, man, it's just 
under Tom Osborne. The, the boy, those days are long gone. Should have stayed in the Big Twelve. <laughs> right, right. Oh, and Jerry, did you pick the Seminoles? Is that you? Is you just messing with us? He's put. I seen him pop. He in picked score. Florida State. Yeah. Did he? Oh man, come on, Jerry. We're but he said he's going with auto picks. So <laughs> oh, is he? Oh, yeah. okay. All right, we'll see how good. The I auto don't know pick if that's right. what he's typing in there, but he said he's going to go right. with auto picks on the. I thing. saw his last one. He went with Wisconsin. I knew he'd go but, for that. But the All Seminoles right. look, man. They they could. It's, yeah, I don't think it's completely out of the realm. You never know when they when they get the right quarterback in there. If they ever do, somebody just steps up. I mean, yeah. he's got some other quarterbacks, so we'll see. I, I mean, you, it might be the big hurt of the weekend. Uh, crash everybody's picks. Then you got uh, we're going to the uh, the back the true little twelve out uh, west and uh, Washington State at Oregon. I I think Washington State gets this game. Oregon lost their. Uh, Either main quarterback, running back, I can't remember. One of them, a key player went down this weekend that was a lot of their offense. So, uh, and they're not very good. They're not the Oregon of old. So, uh, right, Washington right. State coming off their big win over USC. I don't know, eh, whatever. I, I still think they're, they might get a big head and come to this game thinking they got it going into Eugene. So that might bite them, but I think, yeah, I'm, I'm going Washington State. I don't. Yep. Cougs, Washington State, they're going to win this one over Oregon. I'm not a, I'm not an Oregon uh, lover. Now, they did prove me wrong last week, <laughs> but I don't think Oregon's going to do I, – I mean, they're just not – they're not that great. They 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 beat Colorado last week against my prediction, so yippee. Yeah. Right? But, uh, <laughs> and Jerry says Washington State. He's the next one, State. Utah. Yeah. Now Stanford. we're still out, staying out in the Pac-12. Uh, Stanford at the Utes. This one's tricky. I, I'm going with Utah. What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> you already knew who I was going to pick. I already knew who you were going to pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Utah because they're playing at home. Uh, but yep. Stanford, I mean, could shock. This could be one of the upsets of the week, but I'm I'm sticking with the safe there and going with Utah because that's about an 80% chance that's going to happen. So, Yeah, 100% that's going to be Utah. Then, I, I, it's just because, because the uh, Stanford is just so questionable this year. It's just... I mean, uh, questionable's not even really the good word. It, it, Jerry says it's Utah like too, so he's just Lamham and Jam Jones. I'm I'm not sure what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get a translation on that, that next that's week. Right. That's but, what the little <laughs> translation thing is on Facebook. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. Make sure to join us again next week. Make sure to vote in the Hat Ads Player of the Week poll during the week. Be on the lookout for the video we'll be presenting to Will Hankins. Congratulations to him. Thanks to Giovanni Hernandez from Major League Baseball for joining us. Thanks to Jeff Ireland for joining us. And for Adam Craig and everyone else here at the 51 Radio Studios, I'm Chad Gatlin. See ya. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.